Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hey, this is Melvin. We're actually on break from the Selling the Couch podcast, but I thought it would be fun just to share some of the most popular episodes as well as some of my most favorite episodes from uh, Selling the Couch. We've had over 200 episodes now, and I know that for me, listening to some of these old episodes, I always pick up something and learn something new. So I hope that you enjoy today's session. Before we do get to today's session, I just wanted you to encourage you to check out the Selling the Couch directory if you haven't had a chance. Uh, Basically, the directory makes it easier for us to connect and support one another as we grow our businesses. So after you register and you sign up, you you create a profile that lets us know more about your practice the good work that you're doing in the world, uh, the unique niches that you serve, niches beyond just a traditional DSM diagnosis, uh, groups and workshops and retreats and areas of consultation, all of those different things. And after you fill that out, um, it's actually way uh, easier than it sounds, but uh, after you fill it out, your practice gets placed on a Google map. That way, fellow couchies can find you in order to cross-refer clients. If they need a consult on a certain area, they can do that as well. Um, One of the things that we actually have been working on that I'm just like really excited about um, with this recent update is we created a custom cross-refer tool tool. Um, So if you look on any of these online communities, a lot of times you'll see, you know, hey, I'm looking for, you know, a clinician that that lives in this area that accepts this insurance that, you know, works with millennials. And so we thought, why not just make it easy and create a tool to do this? So you basically can run just some filters so you can, you know, ask questions like that. And you click just a, a number of different things and you get search results. Um, and it makes the process of just cross-referring a lot easier. You can learn more about the directory over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. And please enter the promo code podcast for your first month absolutely free. We'll get right to today's session. Here we go. Hi there. Welcome to session 135 of Selling the Couch. Hope you are having a fantastic start to your day. It is a fall here in Philly and I feel like, I don't know, just all around the world. I know there's been multiple hurricanes and all sorts of just crazy weather. I haven't referenced this uh, in previous episodes, but especially to those who were affected by the hurricanes this season, I'm just thinking about you guys. We love you. We are praying for you. You're definitely in our thoughts and our prayers. 
you know, I think these weather events, I don't know, in a weird way, I don't know why I'm going to get emotional about this, but I think like these weather events, as hard as they've been, I think it's a reminder for me of like why I created this podcast, because, you know, like I've gotten so many of these messages from our colleagues who have like lost their offices or they can't see clients because their offices are flooded. And I don't know, I just, it just, it breaks my heart. And it, and I think why a big part of why I created STC was because I wanted us to be able to succeed in private practice, both in the counseling room and outside of the counseling room. And thank you for those notes. I, I don't even know what else to say, but I'm like so grateful to be able to serve you guys. And I am look for, looking forward to continuing to serve you guys, especially as STC grows and I get to do some more of these charitable and giving back kind of things. I'm sorry, that was like completely unscripted. And I just felt like, I don't know, it was just on my heart. But hey, friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Today's podcast episode is actually a solo session, and I actually had grand dreams with this episode, which is I actually did a a whole Facebook Live on this episode because I had recently spoken at a, uh, or actually led a table at a a meetup group of local therapists here in, in private practice here in Philly. And the topic was how to repurpose blog content. And so as I was doing the table, I was like, oh, I'll Facebook live into the community as well, because, you know, there's Wi-Fi at the place we were talking. And one of my worst fears was that the Wi-Fi would not work. And uh, lo and behold, <laughs> guess what happened? It started recording the Facebook live and I was interacting with you guys in the uh, Selling the Couch Facebook community. And about four minutes in, it completely crashed. So I thought, you know what, let me just create a podcast episode out of this and uh, it would be kind of a a fun way. And I guess I got to practice what I preach, right, in terms of repurposing content. So as I mentioned today, I just want to talk, the title is Smart Ways to Repurpose Blog Content. And I just want to talk about some of the ways that we as clinicians and as business owners can start to think about taking existing content and creating different sort of ways of um, presenting that content. And so I wanted to just start by talking about what is repurposing, talk a little bit about just why is it important. And then I just want to go into a couple of tips, three specific tips to repurpose smartly, being thoughtful about how you're repurposing content. So show notes to today's episode, if you guys want to follow along, is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number one three, five. But uh, so let's start right at the beginning. So the first question is always, what exactly is repurposing? And the way that I think about it is taking a piece of content like a blog post or a podcast episode or a video we create or a Facebook Live we do, and we're then 
taking the core piece of that content, the core message around that content, and then distributing it into different platforms. So for example, an example of repurposing content might be taking a blog post and turning it into a podcast episode. So you're probably wondering why in the world, Melvin, is this important? That's a great question. So uh, the first reason is because repurposing blog content helps drive traffic from different sources. So one of the things that I was talking about at that roundtable is when we think about where people are now hanging out online, uh, the reality is they're hanging out on different social media platforms, right? Whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, right? Snapchat, all of those different things. Now, one of the reasons why we want to think about repurposing content is we want to put that content into those different social media platforms because that's where people are hanging out so that they are exposed to our private practices, to our businesses, and all of those different things. The second reason is that it saves time. I'm a big believer in the idea of working smarter, not harder. So it definitely takes time to repurpose content, right? But it's not as much time as it would be to actually create new content each time. And the third reason is, and this is super important, and to be completely transparent, I don't think I actually thought of it in this way, which is that all of us learn and process information in different ways. So some of us read and we can process information really well. Some of us are auditory learners. Some of us are very visual and that's how we learn. So we need things like video or infographics or, you know, just graphic cards or something like that. And the reality is many of us are actually a hybrid of, you know, of a couple of those. We may be even all three. So I think for a long time, I know that definitely before I started the podcast, I often used to think, okay, I got to write blog content and that's the way that people are going to consume my content and, and I'm going to be able to share my message and all of those different things. And what I realized is that we all perceive and we all take in information in different ways. So now I just wanted to go into three super practical tips to actually repurpose content. So tip number one, and this is, I guess, has two parts. So like 1A, 1B. So 1A is before adding any kind of new content, learn what type of content is already popular on your private practice website. And now there are a couple of ways to do this. The best way is using Google Analytics. So Google Analytics, if you guys haven't heard of it, it's a free program from Google and you just sign up for it and you just connect your website. And what Google Analytics does is it gives you information about your website. For example, who's visiting your website? Now it doesn't give you like Melvin Varghese from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is visiting your website and his, you know, phone numbers, whatever. It's not like that. It's, it's de-identified information, right? So it just says, you know, you have someone that's visiting from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at this time, or it tells you other information like, you know, hey, all the blog posts you've written, these are your most popular, right? So that can give you ideas in terms of lots of different things, which we can talk about. But with Google Analytics, what you actually want to do is if you have a WordPress site, you want to install a plugin called Monster Insights. Uh, that's a free plugin, and it's called Monster Insights. And uh, if you have not created a website, just 
tangent. Um, I actually put together a DIY website guide that will actually guide you through setting up a website on your own. And you can find that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash website guide. But within Google Analytics, what you want to do is you want to go into a section called behavior and then click on something called site content and then click on something underneath that called all pages. And then you want to sort by page views. So this will give you basically when you do this, this will look at all of the existing content that you have on your blog and it will tell you what the most popular types of content are, right? So I like to start there because if I already know something, a piece of content is doing well, then it gives me, I then it already lets me know, hey, that's something that people are already interested in. And so that's already a nice springboard, right? Because if you're going to repurpose this content, you already know at least one bit or one version of that content is done well. Now, this is a slight tangent as well, but when you're actually looking at the blog post, for example, that has the most page views, that can also give you ideas for paid products as well, right? So for us as clinicians, maybe it's a workshop that we run, maybe it's a course that we create, maybe it's even a sort of a sub or a micro niche that we start to support or see clients in, in private practice. Now, if you have a Squarespace website, that's cool as well. So again, you set up Google Analytics, and then you go to Home, and then Settings, and then Advanced, and then External Services. And that's the place where you can actually set up Google Analytics on your Squarespace website. So again, Google Analytics is great if you already have content on your blog. But now you're probably wondering, Melvin, I don't have any content and I'm not sure what could do popular. Don't worry, I got your back. You want to look at a program called BuzzSumo, B-U-Z-Z-S-U-M-O. And what BuzzSumo does is, so it's got a free plan. Um, you actually don't even have to sign up. You can actually do searches. And then the paid plan is definitely, it's not cheap. And I actually have not gotten it for STC yet, but this is actually on my list of one of the things to get for STC. But the free plan is more than enough for, for most of us. So, and that's what I use now. So what Busumo basically does is you can put in a website, either your own or websites that are related to your niche, right? And you can figure out what the most popular blog posts are on that specific website based on the number of social shares. So it will tell you like, this has been shared on Facebook this many times and Pinterest this many times and Twitter this many times, for example. Now, these are called social signals. So basically, the amount of time that something has been shared on social media, like a blog post is called a social signal. Now it is a influencer of page rankings, but it's not like a direct kind of thing. So it definitely has an impact. And I think it can give us an idea of what's already popular on other blogs. So let me just give you like a practical example. So you know, um, as you guys know, with my private practice website, which is over at Melvin Varg geese.com. I primarily work with entrepreneurs. And so one of the things that I might want to do with BuzzSumo is I, well, first, what I usually do is I do a Google search. And I do something like this, like I type in top blogs for entrepreneurs. So instead of entrepreneurs, think about who you're working with and do just a search for that top blogs for new moms, for example, right? So you'll get a list of blogs. Ideally, it would be awesome if you actually got this like nice categorized list, but you don't have to. So just look through 
the search results. And then what you want to do is, as you look through those results, and if there's a blog that really catches your eye, click through and see what the blog's about. Then take the website address of that blog and put it into BuzzSumo. And then you can get an idea of what the most popular blog posts are on that website, or at least the top five, because that's what the BuzzSumo, the free plan allows. So from that, you can use that as inspiration for future blog posts and future content that you're thinking about repurposing. That's sort of section one. So if you, again, if you already have a website and you have content, use Google Analytics. If you don't have content or you're trying to figure out content, use BuzzSumo. Now, point number two is always ask yourself, what do we know about potential clients, our potential clients? So some of the questions that I like to ask myself before I even start to repurpose anything is, how do our ideal clients consume content? Are they reading blog posts? Are they on Instagram, for example, and they're looking for like inspirational quotes? And is that what's resonating for them? Are they checking out stuff on Pinterest? And are they repinning stuff? So that might be stuff to kind of think about. Are they listening to podcasts? Or so for example, you know, I don't have the data, but I'm just going to use like a practical example. Let's say that your clients are people that are like high-powered executives, people that may be on the go a lot. And maybe what you find out is they're actually listening a lot of times, you know, they're traveling a lot and a lot of what how they're consuming content is actually via podcasts, right? So that might give you an idea of podcasts might be kind of something to think about and consider. Other things to consider are, are they like consuming graphics? Are they consuming video? All of those different things. This is a really important question to ask because one of the big mistakes I made early with STC is I tried to be on multiple social media platforms. Like I was on like five or six of them all at one time. And it just became too overwhelming. And I don't think it's a smart strategy because for most of us, we are solo and trying to just be on, you know, on all these social media platforms on top of clinical work. is just, it's a lot of work and it's just not worth. For me, I want to build a career around my family and all that stuff takes away from that. So just being thoughtful about it. So it's not that you shouldn't be there, but it's just being thoughtful about which ones you're on. Other questions to ask yourself is, where do my ideal clients hang out online, right? So are they on Facebook? All of those kind of things. Again, related to that, what social media platforms are they on? And then a question I also like to ask myself is, what device are they on when they're considering making that call to pursue services with us, whether that's counseling, consulting, whatever it is, right? So are they on a smartphone, for example, right? So that's important because let's say, I don't know, let's say that a lot of you find out that a lot of your clients are actually on smartphone and they're looking at our website. So you actually may want to have be on certain social media platforms that are more visual, for example. So Instagram, for example. So again, the key thing is, what do we know about our potential clients? And again, how do they consume content? Where do they hang out online? What social media platforms are they on? And then what device are they on as they are considering making that call or even making that call? Okay, and so at that point is only when I actually start to create content. And what I do is, and my encouragement to you is, start with one piece of core content and then build out from there. You know, I'm gonna actually share sort of the list that I go through in terms of considering content, don't do all 
over nine of these, okay? Start with like one piece of core content and then maybe jump into another one or consider like a third as you're comfortable. The key thing I've learned with all of this is to just get a nice system and a process so you can actually just sit, get, you know, in one sitting and knock out all of these different things. So what I usually do is I start with an outline. So let's say that I'm thinking about creating a a podcast episode, for example. So what I do is I, I start with a basic outline. And this is something I struggle with. I know that a lot of us struggle with this, which is that we have a wealth of knowledge on a topic. And we want to use the five minutes of or so of this podcast or this video that we're going to create to share everything we want about that topic. But don't do that. Instead, just take one like question or one like sort of micro section of that topic and go really deep. I forgot who said this, but in general, what I've always learned is it's better to go a mile deep than a mile wide when we're presenting content online. So I start with an outline and the way that I sort of fashion my outline is this way. I start with a simple question right? Let's just do another kind of spontaneous example, you know, like a private practice example. So let's say that one of the things I want to do is I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and one of the things that they struggle a lot with is just feeling overwhelmed, right? The overwhelm of the daily grind of entrepreneurship. And so one question that I might ask myself as I'm creating this outline is three tips to feel less overwhelmed in the day-to-day grind of being an entrepreneur, right? So that's sort of the general topic. And then the question or the, I guess what you can do is you can do either topic or a question. So in this example, it's a statement. So, and then after I make that statement, what I do is I create some sort of just a share an open and sort of honest backstory around why I'm thinking about that core piece of content, right? So or why am I thinking about that question or that statement? So For example, with me is, you know, as when I started my own entrepreneurial journey, one of the hardest things I realized was that it's so hard to deal with the day-to-day grind of entrepreneurship. All of the fears and the insecurities that come up, having just fears about whether this thing that you're working on, whether it's going to be successful, whether anyone's going to consume it, all of those different things. So what I do is some kind of story. And then what I do is I share anywhere between one and three things that I've learned as a result of that, right? So in going back to my example of, you know, feeling overwhelmed, I might say something like, on my outline, I might say something like, you know, one of the big things that I've learned is to focus on one project at a time, instead of trying to do five things at once, right? And so, and that made me feel less overwhelmed. So you see how we're kind of progressing, we're asking the question, and we're sharing that question, we are presenting a story and how that connects to how something we've dealt with or we have something. And just side note, don't share anything that's actually like client stuff, stuff that you've seen in session, because that gets into confidentiality and all that stuff. So I wouldn't even broach that. I would maybe perhaps share generalities or even, you know, I think good things are from your own personal experience, but always being careful to not overshare as well. So then after I share the three tips or one to three tips, I just do a simple call to action like, hey, you know, I actually work with entrepreneurs who feel overwhelmed. And the best way if you'd like to if that's you, please, you can learn more about the work I do over at and then I insert my website and the specific page on my website where uh, they can go to consume that content. So 
I know that was a little long-winded, but what I basically do is I start with this outline and then I decide on different things. So you can take that outline and then do a Facebook Live. And I usually fashion the Facebook Live just the same way that I just shared it. So asking myself a question or making a statement, sharing a background story, sharing one to three tips, and then a call to action. So then you can take that Facebook Live and then you can actually download that and then put it up on YouTube and onto your YouTube channel, which gets people, which gets that piece of content onto YouTube. Now, if you want to like do a super cool hack, you can actually create a section on your website as well that says videos, right? And you can actually share the YouTube videos right there on the website. And then what you can do is, uh, let's say now you have a YouTube video, you can actually strip the audio of that video, and you can create a podcast episode all around it. You can take that audio, and then you can then turn it into a transcript. So transcripts are really helpful because they can be a couple of different things. One is they can be a good starter for a more in-depth blog post. Other things is they can be things like opt-ins for an email list or something like that. Now, if you guys are looking for um, how to get transcripts done, I remember when I was in grad school, I'd have to, you know, transcribe these videos, these mock therapy sessions, and I used to like have to hand do it all. But now technology has evolved. So you can go to rev.com, R-E-V.com. It's about a dollar a minute. It's really reasonable to get it transcribed. And they are guaranteed like 98 or 99% accuracy. I've used them before. And it's quality is pretty phenomenal. There's a newer one, which I have not tried yet, but it's called Trint.com, T-R-I-N-T.com. They're cheaper than Rev. Um, I've heard good things about them. I just haven't used them personally. So then once you have that transcript, you can then turn the transcript into a blog post, right? So that gives you with some little tweaks, you can actually convert that into an actual blog post. You can then take that blog post and put it on the blogging medium called Medium, M-E-D-I-U-M, which is basically a blogging platform. And then LinkedIn also has a blogging platform as well. You can also put it on there. So again, this will tap into people that read Medium and also tap into people, for example, that are maybe on LinkedIn that are wanting to consume content. LinkedIn, as you guys know, is a great medium, especially for if you work with professionals on that kind of population. You can then take the blog post and you can take pieces of that blog post, like relevant quotes. And what I do is I really look for content that that sort of touches the heart within that blog post. So then you can actually take little pieces of that and you can tweet that out. So and that hits the people that may be on Twitter. And always remember to reference or link back to your private practice website. Or the better thing to do is actually link back to the original blog post on your private practice website. Now, if you want to automate some of this stuff with regard to social media, you can check out Meet Edgar. It's M-E-E-T-E-D-G-A-R, two words. That's what I use for STC. And then there's a new one, which I have not used yet, but I know a couple of our colleagues use this, and this is called eClincher, E-C-L-I-N-C-H-E-R. And 
that's another option as well if you kind of want to automate some of the social media planning. So then let's say now we've got this blog post, you can also then turn it into a quote graphic. So if you're on a smartphone, you can download an app called Word Swag. That's Word, W-O-R-D, and then Swag, S-W-A-G. It's a free download. And what it lets you do is it lets you make like graphics where you can put, like it's got a graphic on the back and then words on the front. So you can do these quote graphics, which those do really well, especially on mediums like Instagram, for example. And then the last thing you can do is if you have an email newsletter, you can actually take your blog post, copy a snippet of that, a little bit of that blog post into your email newsletter. And then at the end of it, you know, after a paragraph or or so, you can just do a link says click here to read more and then link it right back to the blog post on your website. So as you guys can tell, one of the things I always think about is how do I direct traffic to my website? Because what we know is in general, I think for a long time, I just thought, you know, people see my thing one time and they're going to purchase a product or a service that I offer. But the reality is most of us consider things we research and all of those things. And so you want to take them back to your website so they can learn more about you and the different services you offer, read additional content and all of those different things. So I hope that you found this podcast episode helpful. Again, let me uh, just go through it one more time with the outline. So if you're going to start out with an outline, then do a potential Facebook Live to your business page. You can put that on YouTube, strip the audio, do a podcast. You can do a transcript. You can then take that and turn that transcript into a blog post. You can post the blog post on Medium or LinkedIn. You can tweet snippets of that blog post. And then you can do infographics or uh, graphics as well. You know what? I forgot to mention that as well. You can also do infographics. Infographics get shared a lot on social media. So you basically take your blog post and maybe the three or five key ideas from it and you turn it into an infographic. You can use canva.com to create free infographics. If the thought of creating an infographic just seems way too overwhelming, there is a company called Kappa99, K-A-P-A, and the number nine, and the number nine that I've done work with. They're really awesome. Just let them know that I sent you. If you'd like to support the work of the blog, you can actually use this affiliate link, which is sellingthecouch.com forward slash Kappa and the number nine, nine. And then after we're done with the infographic, what you want to do is use, you can send it over to your email newsletter as well. So again, hope you found this episode helpful. And if you want to head over to the show notes page over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number one, three, five, I actually wrote down all of this stuff for you. So you don't have to be scrambling trying to figure out what did Melvin say? Hey, friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop.
So as I uh, wrap up, uh, one of the things is I want to get some feedback from you guys. Um, if you like these sort of episodes where I give a, a behind the scenes look at some of the things that have been helpful for me and some of the things that I've learned, uh, one of the things that please send me an email at melvin at sellingthecouch.com or if you're part of the Selling the Couch community, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community, please let me know when this episode goes live, whether you like this, this format and sort of what you've learned along the way. One of the things that I'm like strongly considering when the STC directory goes live, which you can check out over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. But one of the things that I'm considering when the directory and the learning library goes live is to do more of these kind of behind the scenes look at at my business and what I'm learning and even like creating like videos, you know, video shares, for example, with this episode, even like showing you guys like this is how I format an outline. And this is how I actually do a Facebook Live. And this is how you download that Facebook Live and put it on YouTube, and all of those different things. So also let me know if that's something you're interested in. Again, show notes to today's episode can be found over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number one, three, five. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'm so grateful. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. Hey there, hope you enjoyed today's podcast session. And especially if this is your second time listening to this podcast session, I hope that you've picked up just a a new level of insight and something that helps you on your private practice journey. As I mentioned at the beginning, I will be back with new episodes very soon. And before we wrap up again, just wanted to encourage you to check out the Selling the Couch directory over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. Um, I actually wanted to use this time just to talk a little bit more about not just the directory, but what we're doing and what my big vision for STC is. You know, as Selling the Couch grows, uh, what really weighs on me is how do we use um, our influence and how do we use the resources? And for me, how do I steward well um, all of what I'm creating? And so we're actually taking 50% of the profits from directory sales to create a scholarship fund for kids who have been rescued from brothels in the commercial sex trade. Um, When I was a grad student, I um, was very fortunate to work three weeks in Bombay, India with the NGO and with social workers in Kamartipura, which is the largest concentrated red light district in the world. Um, It's the largest red light district in Asia. And uh, I spent three weeks there, um, spent uh, a day right in the heart of the the red light district, um, going into brothels, with um with with the social workers um doing lots of education on everything from HIV AIDS um all the way to uh, trying to figure out what what some of these workers, the challenges they were facing. And I spent the majority of my time about five hours away um, helping at a school where the kids of these workers um, were were and uh, just to, teaching different classes, uh, getting to spend time with them, reading bedtime stories to the little ones. And f- uh, ever since all of that happened, I just have always felt like, man, if I ever get the chance to do some big things in the world, I want to make sure 
that uh, everything I create uh, leads to something way bigger than me. And so, um, and fortunately, selling the couch happened, and now the STC directory is happening. And so, this is where uh, I'm hoping that you know we can dedicate our time and our resources. And I really have some big plans as we go forward with this. Again, you can learn more about the Selling the Couch directory over at sellingthecouch.com/directory. Be sure to enter the promo code podcast to get your first month absolutely free. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, I will see you next time. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.